Hello, we're the Siggy Bun Boys. I'm Michael. And I'm David. Welcome back to the podcast. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Bake Off is back next week. Yes, for those of you living under rocks, the 14th season of everybody's favourite show is back on Tuesday the 26th of September and on Netflix from Friday 29th September for those of you who are internationally challenged. And, as always, the producers have been telling everyone that this year it's back to basics. David, the first challenge this year was literally to make a vertical layer cake. Yeah. Isn't that a basic bake? No, David, no, it's not. But we will reserve our judgment until next week, of course. Not like you to reserve judgment, though, Michael. You were horrible about my shoes when I came in. That's because they're filthy, David. Anyway, shall we get cracking and meet this year's glorious bunch of bakers? I thought you'd never ask. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we had to record that intro about four or five times because David's partner, Nick, has finally told him that he keeps saying Sticky Bum Boys every single week. But he's telling me and then you've agreed, but I don't think I am. I think I'm saying Sticky Bun Boys. You were the one who said we weren't allowed to just call it Bun Boys because it sounded too much like Bun Boys. <laughs> so we had to put Sticky in front of it. You said that. That was you. But and I now you've been calling us Sticky Bun Boys this whole time. Well, have you been hate criming me for fifty three weeks at this point? Please, can people write in, especially on Instagram, and <laughs> tell me if I am saying bun boys or bum boys when you listen to this podcast? And is it just Instagram because you don't know how anything else works? No, point? I mean you could message me if you want, but I'm not going to give you my number. You just have to guess it. <laughs> right, we do have quite a lot to get through this week because it's a bit of a different structure because there isn't one. And I, I, I like that I pretend there's a structure every week. But um, this time we were going to start talking about Alison because this year we have a brand new host for the show. And I think, I think we've spoken about it quite a lot on OnlyFans, but not so much on here. We're very excited. So excited. Weirdly, I'd forgotten this. You know, when they, when they say that a presenter's going and then everyone starts making guesses, apparently I guessed Alison to Amanda of Bake Off. Um, at some kind of event I'd said to her really? I think it's going to be Alison Hammond and I'd forgotten about she it she listened to you <laughs> she listened to me and I'd forgotten and then I was right and she, she went is, home and wrote it in her diary she is brilliant the only thing I worried when it first was announced is she has got quite a strong regional accent brummy yeah brummy brummy and I was wondering whether the US audience would get it but then UK Drag Race has a lot of regional accents and yes. the Americans love them. Yeah, I think it'll be absolutely fine, to be honest. I think the, the main challenge will have been during filming because I can imagine her just cracking up and laughing and not being able to film anymore. I mean, we know of, of the Christmas specials this year and people who've been on those who've said that she is just 
an absolute warm delight for yes. that show. Um, but it was difficult to film with her because she would just keep cracking up and start wheezing. <laughs> I can imagine because Noel is a loose cannon. I think we've probably mentioned this before. In terms, it's not that he's not professional. He's just no. not professional. Mm. Uh, he's a loose cannon on the show. And like when we had, for our year, Sandy kind of, is actually very professional. She kind of turns it on for the camera. Mm. And I can imagine Matt's quite like that. But I can imagine now, Alison and Noel will be chaos. And the difference is, Alison isn't a comedian. Alison is like a talk show host kind of person. Like she doesn't do stand-up comedy. So she treats Noel's comedy as if she's an audience member watching his comedy, which in itself is hilarious. And you can see from the very brief clips in the trailer as well that she's just cracking up all the time. And I also think she's going to be really warm when contestants have problems because Alison originally came from reality TV. She did one of the third, I think it was the third series of U UK Big Brother mm. with Jade Goody, actually, same, same year. And she's kind of carved out her career from there. So she's come from reality tv so i can imagine her being quite warm when things are going wrong and she has the two qualities you need to be a presenter one you've said being very warm for the bakers number two knows nothing about baking nothing about baking if you haven't seen it already or if you know nothing about alison hammond your required reading before next week is watching her like a little sizzle reel of her on bake-off because she did celebrity bake-off in the uk it's on youtube she lost her oven door <laughs> um she was an absolute carnage and just flirted with paul constantly the entire way through it was brilliant it's so good i can't wait to see it she's gonna be absolutely brilliant let's dive in to the bakers now we're recording this on tuesday and the bakers were announced at midnight this morning if that makes sense and I just happened to be awake at the time. David had been asleep for about seven hours. Um, <laughs> True. I just happened to be awake and I was like, I'll just see who there is. Because they always come out on this day before the, the airing next week. And I thought, right, I'll have a wee nosy. I looked at them all and I was like, I wonder if I can find anything on Instagram. And this is uh, four minutes past midnight. So I looked at the time. Yes, because when they announce, it's just usually the names on a website. Yeah. And it actually takes a while usually to try and find them on Instagram because they're not, they haven't got a lot of followers at that stage. Exactly not. But I did think, who will be going rabid at this moment in time? Rahul Mandal. <laughs> I went straight to his Instagram, to his following count. I just typed in their names and one by one, ping, 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 ping. I got all 12. How did he get them all so quickly? He's clearly in production's pocket, isn't he? Like, surely. I mean, I mean we know. Rahul, is, he lives and breathes Bake Off. Yeah. It was just like, this is Rahul's season. Had he also, <laughs> had he also commented on every single one of their posts? Yeah, <laughs> all of their Instagram profile. And he'd like them all the way back, because I was stalking one of them quite a long way back, which we'll get to. And he'd like them too, like from 2020. I was like, okay. Oh God, he puts oh, the rest Rah of us to shame. I don't have the time. Rahul. Um, we we do love him. He's a lovely boy. Uh, we'll start off with Abby then. So Abby is our first baker. Uh, she is 27, a veg grower and delivery driver from Cumbria. So Abby follows you on Instagram. She doesn't follow me. So she's dead to me. <laughs> I don't like Abby. <laughs> In fact, only one of them follows me on Instagram. <laughs> really? Which I one? So I can't remember. Uh, is someone called Keith or Kevin? One of them is called Keith. Keith follows me. Keith, lovely. Well, that's good. And You're... I love him because I even know his name. <laughs> David is really bad with names. So this is going to be quite challenging. All of this is based on about six hours of us trying to find any information about these people. So everything we say is obviously not going to be true. And we've been at work. I was kind of doing it between patients today, trying to stalk people. Mm. In fact, sometimes when patients were coming in, people's faces were on my screen of just random bakers <laughs> and things. I like the look of Abby, though. She's from Yorkshire, is she? Or is she from Northern, at I, least? I, I just said Cumbria. Please do listen no, to what I No, but say. I, think she's, I think she's Yorkshire-born. I think she lives in Cumbria now. Oh. This is the hard thing. Sometimes I get Cumbria confused. Cumbria sounds like rude adjacent, doesn't it? Are we going to cross that bridge? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. 
Or you're like, maybe it's like a, a cat called Bria. Cumbria. I live in Cumbria. You certainly do. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she's she's a fan of foraging, yeah. which Elena will be furious about because someone's finally coming to get her gig. Yeah. And she likes bakes in the Victorian era. Like gruel? <laughs> like what's a Victorian bake? No, it wasn't Victorian quite... Uh, if, if Oliver po- Twist was Victorian. Yeah, but if you were posh Victorian, you had like big game oh. pies and it was quite... Big gay pie? Big game pies. So she loves a big gay pie. She does, yeah. Um, the foraging thing is botanicals week this year. So if she gets a botanicals week, she's going to smash it. And also she's a real forager. You know when it's foraging in the UK every year, all people do is pick some elderflowers or they pick mm. blackberries and say they're a forager. Her, she has like buckets of random berries. Yeah, I went through her Instagram and there was at least 15 things. I didn't know what they were. She was like, these are a pot of blimples in it. <laughs> and there's a little crumpet in it. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, blimples. oh, lovely. That's great. I love a crimple. Um, she says she loves making scenes out of cake. Scenes, what does that mean? Like... Like a countryside scene, maybe. Out of cake? That's cool. Okay, yeah. sure. Um, but she'd struggle with making something neat and chic. And I think that's probably quite good for the first couple of weeks because that'll carry you through the kind of architectural challenges. But when you move towards making things look like patisserie and things like that, she might start to struggle. So maybe like prediction based on absolutely no evidence, I'm going to say like a week six? Week well, five? I'll go week six, but I think a little bit further. I think she'll peak a little bit past halfway. Do you think she'll be part of the week seven club? Yes. The elite. Ooh, the maybe. Golden. That, that should be our final prediction. Who's going to join the elite club? Yes. Um, because winners aren't elite. Next up was Amos, who is 43, um, who is a deli manager from North London. Um, and Amos only just made his Instagram account public about an hour before recording, which I think is rude i would call it homophobic <laughs> but he is one of us <laughs> yeah we did find out that he's one of us um i like amos one of the things we found out from this year is it's actually been quite hard to stalk them mm. they don't have a lot of linkedin profiles <laughs> no they do but the linkedin profiles don't say very much and it's just been difficult sometimes to find their surnames they're not that into social media amos found a lot did you? There's things going way back so amos is an ugly model which doesn't mean he is ugly it's a model agency that well, I'll read. It says, any beauty can be airbrushed, but we want our models to have true character. We are the leaders of character models. Oh. So I think it's like, you know, for TV shows where they just want people on shows and things like that. Oh, sure. Um, so he does that and he's been doing that for quite a long time. Well, does he though? Because I accidentally once acted in a student film as a favour for a friend and then they put it on IMDb for some fucking reason. And then like all the articles were just like, he once acted in a short film and I was like, I pretended to be dead for five minutes. <laughs> like it's not that deep. Well, I've not found any campaigns that he's been on. I just found on sure. that website. But he also, because he did performing arts and I think he's quite into a bit of Andram and all that sure, kind of stuff. Love that for him. Yeah. He says his style, baking wise, is traditional with a modern twist, which is a basic way of saying nothing. No words. What does that mean? Traditional with a modern twist. I mean, that is, surely that's what everyone just does. Well, surely that's just baking. Yeah. Now. That's baking. Like when you're big gay puddings, they would look different in the Victorian times than they would now, but they'd be traditional both times. Well done, Amos. And this feels like PR of just like bundled some words together into a shit sentence next up is christy who is 33 and is a pa from east london hey east london that's where we are now is this east london we're in e17 famously e17 oh a member of e17 do you know e17 the band yeah i was around then (laughs) good to know (laughs) that was my era (laughs) um so christy is giving me a really good vibe there's something in my mind about Christy getting to the end. So she can solve a Rubik's Cube in under four minutes. 
which I cannot wait to see. She has Israeli heritage and her husband is Jamaican. So the flavors are going to be fun. And I have noticed that in the background of her Instagram pictures, she's got a lovely kitchen. Some very nice gray shaker cupboards. Oh, See, I didn't find very much out about Christy. The only thing I did notice on Instagram is she does very good cakes. She's, she's the kind of contestant where it looks like she does a celebration cake business. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, But she also says that she is very good at cakes. And I wonder whether she will be very good at other things. Yes, but she's giving the neat and chic that Abby was saying she might not be able to do. And anyone who can solve a Rubik's Cube in under that time. And usually, if you're good at kind of baking in general and you've got good flavours, mm. then if you're neat and chic, then you should be able to learn some things for Bake Off. The only thing usually people do then trip upon is bread. So if she gets through bread week, she could go all the way. There we go. Next up is Dan, who is 42 and is a civil engineering planner from Cheshire. And I've decided that I'm obsessed with Dan. I love i love dan there's a really good vibe about him like these are so sweet sweet but then there's also i like it because it's kind of like he's understated yes understated in a way that he does talk a lot about having 300 cookbooks yeah and i think he's obsessed about food i think he's Mm. gonna have very good knowledge Mm -hmm. so therefore might do quite well in the technicals and there's a lot of bread that looks good on his post but then he also says that he loves pastry the most so if he's got bread pastry and then he's good at cakes this guy is going a long way he says his weakness though is overthinking bakes and doing too much and depending on when they did this interview here's me getting my real tinfoil hat on if he's saying doing too much, is that because that became a running thing in the tent of being like, oh, Dan, you're doing too much again. Do one thing less and do it better. And it could have been. And to be honest, that is probably the biggest downfall of anyone on Bake Off mm. because everyone can bake that goes on Bake Off. The, usually the thing is if you're pushed to do too much. So I reckon my prediction is that Dan is going to be a member of the Week 7 Elite. He would be a very, very welcome addition. And also he seems like he's quite chilled. I think he's going to take things quite calm as yeah. he goes through. Overall, they're a lot older this year, which I quite like. It'll be a nice different vibe to what we've had previously. Next up, disregards everything I just said, uh, this is Dana. Dana? Dana. Dana International. No, I think it might be Dana. I think Dana. Okay, we've been having a debate because the next person is Dana. But Michael says Dana. I say Dana. We had an argument about it. So that I've been Googling different people saying the word Dana on YouTube. And I've got this. Sadly, Dana and Hongwei died of their disease. <laughs> I'm really sorry to hear that about Dana and Hongwei. But I think we're talking about a different Dana. Um, oh, it's Dana then. Uh, Dana, um, the alive Dana, the one that we're talking about now, <laughs> is beautiful. She is. Like, isn't she just like... The skin, the look, like she's the one that like all of the the shitty papers in the UK have chosen the pictures of to put at the front because she's like eating a cupcake but being fun about it. They always do pick someone, don't they, to be the kind of pretty one that like is the the front cover, basically. Mm. She's the front cover. She's giving front cover. She loves putting Indian spices in bakes, which means we're going to get some cardamom, which I cannot wait for. And maybe she'll take Christelle's miso crown. We never know. I don't know. I can't gauge much about Dana. No, she's young. There's not a lot of information out there about her. One thing I did notice is she has, it's her fifth time applying. So she has kept on Oh, she tried our year. Ah, interesting. I think that's kind of a good sign when it's kind of, well, not a good sign. I think it just means that they're probably quite good at baking. Well, you have to be. Like, basically, the whole Bake Off 
process makes you try absolutely every single thing in the entire world but not getting on five times i wouldn't have applied again after one it was so exhausting no I, yeah i mean two you could maybe do but five i think she's great i think she's fit i think she's fun i think she might be like a week two or three. Oh no i hope not though Please prove me wrong, Dana. Please make it to the end, just to spite me. Um, I mean, it's filmed already, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, next up is Josh, who is 27 and is a postdoctoral chemistry research associate from Leicestershire. Um, and apparently he bakes for his rugby team once a month, which seems quite frugal. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't have a lot of time. He seems to be playing rugby a lot. If you look at social media, that seems to be his life. He's so much, he seems like a lot of fun though. Like he seems to have like a really good group of friends and like seems to be like just one of those like fun people that people want to be around. I will say though, and this is the person I did a deep dive on. His you fifth, did a deep dive on him. You know me. I love to deep dive on people, but always with consent. His fifth post on Instagram, so the fifth picture that he posted, was his attempt of the technical challenge from Cake Week of our year. So the angel slices. My goodness, you did do a deep dive. And they dive. look better than every single one that we managed in that tent. And he baked along with our series that oh, year. Cute. I his bakes of each week. Right, I like Josh even more now. Yeah. Also, chemistry... Baking is chemistry. The He's... science contestants always do well. Dr. Josh, he's got a PhD. Dr. Josh. Oh, I like, can we call him Dr. Josh from now on? Can that be his name? I do have a concern that he's going to get the rustic edit. What do you mean the rustic edit? Like, oh, you know, because he's not going to do, do something fancy. Do you remember when Paul was going on and on and on at Lizzie for being like, oh, why is it finesse? Yeah, like yeah. I'm worried that it's going to be a little bit similar to that. I regret to inform you, I've got some bad news. I looked back into the not too distant past, so it can't be forgiven from like childhood. Um, but Dr. Josh was wearing a jumper with the arms over his shoulders and tied together in a knot. Oh, preppy. It's quite preppy. How do we feel about that? We'll reserve judgment. He might be forgiven, depending on the first episode. Okay. Actually, I haven't noticed... We haven't, we haven't never talked about the fashions of the bakers, really, very much. No. We should do a week where we just rip apart for that. Okay, Dr. Josh's nan died in 2021, and he'd said he'd apply again to do her proud. So he's another one oh. that has obviously applied multiple times. And also, he might have applied a few times before that, and then he started applying again. I mean, that's all conjecture, but it is nice that he's doing it for his nan. Well, he's at least applied once before, then maybe had a little break and mm. applied again. I think I would have had to take a break before applying again. Right, next up is Keith, who is 60 and is a chartered accountant from Hampshire. And just for all you listeners out there, we have had to send Alex out of the room <laughs> because he got a bad case of the giggles for some unknown reason. So now we're just flying blind. Yeah, we have got no <laughs> idea what's going on. So Keith, is, a, is he our oldest? I think he's our oldest contestant. He follows you on Instagram, so you like him very much. Yes. Um, and he has been baking since his childhood, which, with respect, was over half a century ago. Oh, yes. Wow. So he's, so he's... he's got a bit of an advantage on the 25-year-olds. <laughs> Saying that, though, actually, when you look at his Instagram, all of his recent posts are him going to Mr. Baker's Baking School and like learning things. It seems like he's been brushing up on all of the bakes. He's got a really wide range of disciplines on his Instagram as well. Like, he's done pretty much every single type of thing and his macarons are very shiny not a euphemism <laughs> once again though i wonder just looking at his bakes i wonder if it sometimes lacks finesse it seems like he's got the skills mm -hmm. but whether he knows what he's like like rosie and Aya, it kind of like she didn't always know what she was doing with the kind of skills that she'd learned God, her, yeah she was probably the most technically proficient in, in the tent but sometimes that doesn't help when you don't know kind of where to hone it i will say though I feel like most of us, bar Henry, if you were to look at our season's Instagrams pre-Bake Off, you'd have thought very similar. But yeah. then when you get into the tent, the, the briefs do force your hand into being a bit more 
delicate and things like that. I mean, Elena is quite slapdash sometimes. Oh, she is. But in the tent, she created some really pristine stuff and she can do that. She just might not have looked like and she could before. In the past, before we were on Bake Off, you bake things and then you take a picture to put on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Now you're thinking about what it's going to look like on Instagram before you start baking. Well, very much that. Uh, next up is Matty, who is 28 and is a PE and science teacher from Cambridgeshire. It's not very much about Matty on the internet. Um, he says that he likes citrus and nuts, which is me. And um, that's actually my new Tinder bio. <laughs> After last week, I've changed it. I like citrus and nuts. Um, but I have noticed while stalking through Twitter that he's deleted his Twitter account. I noticed that as well because he on Instagram, he's got one picture, mm. which makes me wonder, did he have another one? And he's done this one as like a baking one because mm. there's another person. I can't remember who it was, but I actually found an Instagram account, which is private which uses their full name as well. So I was wondering if people have done that thing where they basically make a bake-off Instagram page. I think that's not a bad idea. I did that, but backwards. Like I've got my big Instagram, my big Instagram. I've got more followers than you, David. Um, but then I've got a smaller one, which is just my friends. That and I post about whenever I want. Patrons who are listening, extra points for all of you if you've managed to find the real Michael. Oh, yeah, it's actually Bake Off related, that um, a handle. Well, that's quite a good thing. So Matty likes traditional flavours and watching online participatory videos before bed. I'm doing something different before bed normally. And he is going to make a wedding cake for his fiance Lara. That's Aww, what I've learned about Matty. That's cute. What do you do before going to bed? Um, I watch TikTok. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> Any further questions? <laughs> no, I'm just wondering. Um, I think I've got this weird feeling because actually it sounds like he's actually quite proficient at baking. I've just got this thing that he goes early. And there's something in some of the ways he's kind of writes quite on personal, posts personal and things. assumption, David. <laughs> well, no, it's like when he wrote his, his one single post, it's the way he said kind of like, oh, I've had a brilliant time and blah, blah. blah. It made it sound like he's finished. <laughs> Stop talking about him finishing. It doesn't matter when he finishes. It's just about how he finishes. Right. Next up is Nikki, who is 52 and is a retired cabin crew from the West Midlands. And she is Scottish. So she's originally from Dundee, which is literally a 20 minute drive from my hometown. Nice. That was the thing. Because today I read through them all and was like, there's no Welsh, Scottish mm. or Northern Irish people. They usually have those So me countries. and the Scots from all the past are kind of like a, a little gang of us. And as soon as they were announced, everyone was like, find the Scot, find the Scot, find the Scot. And we were like, there isn't one, there isn't one. But I was told reliably by Kevin from last year, last year? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin from last year, that Nikki um, is indeed a Scot. All I know from her Instagram and from her entire online presence is that she once made a loaf of bread, she has made a marbled loaf cake and she has a bike. See, what I found from that is I don't like a oven very much because it showed a oven at one point. She does very weird social media posts, but she volunteers for a pet charity. She so does. she is my queen. And her dog is called Bracken, which is a very good dog name. Oh, it is. Mm. I love the word Bracken. She looks a bit like Prue. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Mm. I think she's going to do quite well. She did describe, though, her baking as a pair of comfy old slippers. Which doesn't really sound very edible. No, it doesn't sound very appetising. No. no. It doesn't really, doesn't really get my haunches up. Haunches? So what no, we haunches are Appetite is what I meant to say. Yeah, haunches if you're aggressive. Oh, I don't think I have haunches. No, I don't think you do. Um, next up is Rowan, who is 21, the youngest this year, um, and is a student from West Yorkshire. He is an English lit student, which is what I studied at university. Yeah, but loads of people say He's that. He's also going to get a degree in reading, which yeah. is great in the world. <laughs> I've got a first in reading, I'll have you know. I definitely don't when I do these scripts, my goodness. <laughs> I found it quite hard to find out much more about Rowan because his, his online profile is very, I'm a student. Yeah. Um, and in his kind of bio for 
Bake Off, it talks about how much he loves mixology and cocktails. And to be fair, it seems to be true because his Instagram is just him drinking most of the time. <laughs> yeah. But where Henry got rid of the awkward pictures that might make him look a bit bad, Rowan's been like, have a look anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it is a funny one. He he's very young anyway like you say he's a student but there's not a lot of baking going on on his instagram mm. he's the one i've just remembered he's the one where i found that there's another instagram account with his exact name just it's his surname first then his first name and it's private so i do wonder well, whether it's not private anymore though is it because you've just <laughs> literally broadcast this internationally across the world so thank to you for that david the world <laughs> um, it says on instagram that he's a writer and when i saw that at first i was thought it's a bit of a wanky thing to say when you're just starting on bake off then i found an article to say that he did actually write a book mm. and he kind of wrote it because he was feeling quite lonely because he's a single child not a single child an only child he could be when, single too he could be a single as well but he's an only child and when he went home for the school holidays he felt very lonely so he wrote a cookbook which i think is lovely that's very sweet that's a really nice thing um he could surprise us i think i'm gonna reckon for like midway if not a little bit further for him i think a little bit less than midway but next up is saku so saku is 50 and she is a sri lankan born intelligence analyst from Herefordshire. Saku began baking in 2003 when she moved to the UK and um, with her husband. Because she didn't have an oven. She, she didn't have an oven. Stranker. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Well, it's not wild because people in Sri Lanka and South Asia don't tend to have ovens really because anything's baked and cooked on the top oh there's the communal ovens for breads often in yeah community. yeah for sure i think she's gonna be really really good her instagram is full of really good cooking not just baking that's my thing is what we all want her to get to pie week basically yeah because oh, her pie word. fillings are gonna be delicious mm -hmm. she's one of my top tips as well for the end i think saku's gonna make it she's one of my top ones um, as well because not only with places like sri lanka it is also the cardamom and ginger even for the sweet bakes it will be delicious it's gonna be incredible i cannot wait and finally where we've got one more thing with Saku. I can't believe you didn't mention that she's skilled in advanced use of Excel. I found that on LinkedIn. What does that mean? She's really good at Excel. You can do some brackets. <laughs> B1 colon B5. Very important brackets. for Bake Off. Do you know what I love about Excel is when you put in your brackets and it color coordinates them. I just think it's quite camp. I don't know anything about Excel. Yeah, you can barely read this. Finally, we have Tasha, who is 27 and is a participation officer, whatever that means, from Bristol. And she is a first for the Bake Off because she is Bake Off's first ever deaf contestant, which I think is just incredible. I'm buzzing. I'm so excited about it. Bake Off has always been very, very good at getting people on that anyone who's watching should be able to see themselves. Mm doing Bake Off and over the years it's just there's been people who have got disabilities there's people from all different colours backgrounds etc and it's brilliant that they found another first to have some because it's actually quite difficult for the production company they have to put a bit of effort in but having to have an interpreter on the whole time will mean they've had to like rework things but it's fantastic yes. that they're doing it so she's going to be accompanied by a bsl interpreter called daryl who i think will help just enable some communication there um, i'm really excited to see how that works but i'm more excited about it because love productions are brilliant at this with disabilities or any other kind of needs where they they're, they're more about enabling so they just they give you enough support so that you can do the show just as much as everybody else is so i'm really looking forward to seeing that and that being a new and model it's not for one TV. of these shows where they just make a massive sob story about it oh, it's not about it it's it won't just, be brought up no it won't be brought up at all no um so yeah i'm very excited there's not a lot on her instagram and things she's a cat person i love a she's cat, a cat person. person which is a big tick she loves west end shows which is a big tick she does seem to have a kind of a penchant for making look at me using penchant by the way at 6 p.m on a tuesday um a penchant she has a penchant for making very thick chocolate easter eggs i mean and full of cake maybe like 20 kilos of chocolate per easter egg but like that's not enough they're full of cake i don't understand that the chocolate cake easter yeah. egg situation 
I think if we become friends with her, we should ask her to make. I've them never for us. like eaten an Easter egg and been like, oh, I wish this was full of more <laughs> stuff. I mean, I've never eaten an Easter egg that has twenty kilos of chocolate either. It's so, when I say how thick they are, like go on Instagram and have a look. Okay, so top three, who's yours? So Nikki, right? Keith, right? And Dan. Mine are completely different from yours. Ooh. Mine are Tasha, Saku, and oh, who was the other one? Christy. Oh. But my week seven elite club joiner will be Dan. That's my I prediction. Want the week seven elite joiner for me, I want it to be Saku. Oh, I'd like it to be Saku, actually. But I want her to win as well. So I'm going to go with both. I can't wait to be immediately proved wrong about all of these predictions. And I can't wait to be immediately proved right about Alison being the best Bake Off presenter we have ever seen. It's all very exciting, isn't it? Right, let's dive into our taste test. For those of you who are new, welcome. This is a section where people write in with their controversial food opinions. Like thinking a vertical layer cake is simple, for example. (laughs) Yes, and we do cast judgment. (laughs) Either they go directly to jail without passing go and collecting £200, or they can walk free, confident that their food habits have our stamp of approval. Yes, because everybody craves that, don't they? I know, producer Alex does. Anyway, this week's taste test comes from Johnny over on Instagram, who wants to put in a good word for banana on a savoury pizza. Right. You've got the length of these ads to decide whether that is acceptable or not, and we will see you in a few. Right. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, it's us interrupting the ads to advertise ourselves. Not like that. I'm taken. I'm not. So I'm not not advertising myself in that way. We digress. We're here to talk about our Patreon. Or our OnlyFans, as we like to call it. Each week, we upload bonus content such as ad-free and extra episodes, exclusive Q&As, behind-the-scenes content, and more. And all of that could be yours for the small price of a coffee each month. Or we also have an annual membership available for a cheeky discount. And you get the added bonus of knowing you're helping us to keep the podcast in your ears each and every week to join us all you need to do is visit patreon.com forward stroke sticky bum boys we'll see you there well this is quite opportune isn't it because we've just had a pizza we have just had a pizza i've got a pizza sweat you've got the pizza sweats and i've you know when you've got your tongue and you're trying to get things out of your teeth i've got something stuck in my teeth it's because you eat like you're like a starving animal <laughs> i did inhale my pizza it's not, Mine was it's, not inhaling. it's like you like you it was 18 inches you inhaled that quite quickly but you, he like he unhinges his jaw and just like tears off pieces like it's a flank off a, quim- a quivering because that's a carousel but that's not a what's the what's the opposite what's the what's what am i thinking of antelope <laughs> carousel and antelope <laughs> i always get carousel and antelope confused oh i once went to a pizza restaurant and my pizza came first so that was my defense Everyone else's pizzas probably came about 12 seconds after, and I finished my pizza before one person even had a slice. Dude. I literally do inhale pizza. It's, it's not wild. It's not chewed. None of it is masticated. It's just right it's in my stomach. Master what? Masticated. You must have been eating your pizza now. Masticated. Right. Anyway, banana Stop on pizza. Saying masticated. I don't know what it means. <laughs> it means to chew. Why do you just say chewed then? Because I like to be scientific. It's a scientific podcast, Michael. <laughs> Sorry, I always forget that this is a journalism <laughs> podcast. <Yes. laughs> um, what do you think of banana on pizza? Oh yeah, I forgot there was an actual question. Not on a savoury pizza. If it was like a, a Nutella base with banana, sure, fine. But I think banana's too sweet. If it was plantain, okay. I wouldn't like it if it was like a margarita pizza with slices of banana as if it's pepperoni. But if it was just a couple of bits of banana with other things as well, those quite salty things, I wouldn't mind it so much. Do you know much. what though? The way I eat my pizzas, because I, I pick the toppings off and stack them and then eat them kind of at the end. This is this is actually true. Michael piles all his pepperoni up and then has it as this huge tower of pepperoni. Oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. But that might work in my favour with the banana one because then all the banana will be slightly caramelised from the oven so I can stack it into a pile and I've got like my main and my dessert. That does work well. Look at that. Yeah. So basically, Johnny, you're coming round for the pizza <laughs> next time. Um, our first question comes from the lovely Lucy. She says, as Bake Off is returning, and I've heard you speak little about this before, Michael, could you talk about how you baked along with the bakers? Oh, it was me and Dr. Josh, because Dr. Josh did the same thing. It's quite simple, really. I didn't, as a Dr. Josh did it differently to me, to be fair. I did it where I just chose the week and then baked something themed for that week. So I just baked a cake. A piece of bread. So this is before our series when yeah. you were watching a different so series. So the year before I applied, I baked along every week and then I applied having done that, if that mm. makes sense. So what did Dr. Josh do? Did he do the technicals? He did the technicals or or one of our signatures or something like that throughout the year. I think it's a really good way though of like expanding your baking repertoire and trying new things out. Yeah, but every week I'd just be like, I'm not picking the showstopper. Well, of course you wouldn't. Who can be asked? Yeah. So people that are listening, if you want to bake along, do it i'm not going to <laughs> right chrissy then wrote in and she said hi david and michael was it helpful when noel and sandy would give you time updates or is that mostly for the camera i know you have timers so i always wondered if you pay attention when they give a time call 
here's some tea that they're not going to like us spilling. Most of the time, cause are filmed when you aren't even in the tent. Yeah. Like, genuinely, most of the times, whenever they're standing at the front of the tent and doing calls, we're not there. Or, like, sometimes, towards the end, they got quite cocky and they'd film them as we left. Yeah. And you had to be yeah. quiet. <laughs> and the thing is, you say we've got timers, but the timers are usually for specific things you've got in the oven. You do frequently have to ask. There's always people you can ask and just mm. say, how long's left, how long's left. If they are going to do one of those time calls in the tent, which, as Chrissy has realised, they're not at the right time usually anyway, yeah. even if we are in the tent, someone usually does an announcement first and says, guys... We know there's two hours left. We're just going to be doing the time call for one hour. Don't get scared. Exactly. And there's also the fact that the timers that you have only go to 90 minutes. So if your challenge is over 90 minutes, you're screwed. And I remember in the first week, our challenge was a bit over 90 minutes. And so we were all trying to time 90 and then remember to time another like another 40 on top of that to make the right amount of minutes. When you say we all, I didn't. Well, of course you didn't. You weren't <laughs> baking anything. It's hard. Um, but the producers, you've got a producer around near you at all times. And you can just be like, how long have we got left? And they'll say, oh, it's this much. Like, you know, all the time. That's my thing. I just felt like I just could always ask a producer. Yeah. And even when it comes to the very end, they'll be like, you've got three minutes. You've got two minutes. You've got one minute. Like, they'll give you that time if you need it mm. right next do you know what's coming up michael well i do yes clearly i did write the script but i can pretend i didn't if you like pretend yeah no idea david do tell me please jasmine has written in a dating story ah, long last we've needed one of these for a long time and then, i've just been hearing about michael's dating ones and they're a bit depressing do you remember about so, that person <laughs> with the coat with the countdown depressing sorry <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> no, they're entertaining and lovely. I love your Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to stop telling you now. <laughs> I like the one, especially last week, where you locked someone in the room by putting the door stop on the inside of the door. It was necessary, and I have not spoken to that person since. <laughs> Do you remember the person with the, with the countdown? Oh, that was that was right at the start, wasn't right it? Right back at the beginning. Did that start? I was asking for the baking stars. I don't remember. That was very early on. I don't know, but we, we are asking. We love bad date sex stories, all of it. Brilliant. Please send them in. Actually, producer Alex, you should write one in. He might have done already. We might have dismissed it. Or he might just not be having sex. Right. Jasmine. <laughs> this is Jasmine's dating story. You haven't had a... Oh, she's actually started saying, you haven't had a dating story on the podcast in a while. And I know I miss them. So I'm hoping that by sharing the worst date of my 33 years on this earth, I'll inspire some honesty from the rest of us. Yes, Jasmine. Yes, well Jasmine. Said. I used to work at a restaurant in Leicester. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was really good friends with the manager. I was lost for inspiration for a first date from Tinder, so I figured I may as well take her for dinner at my restaurant. Don't do that. Uh, which shall remain nameless. Nando's. Besides, it's Nando's, isn't it? It's Nando's. <laughs> Besides anything else, I got a cheeky discount and I thought I'd look fancy. It's not Nando's. Uh, <laughs> I let my manager know who said they'd throw on some drinks for us, which was sweet and also cheap. I find the problem with dating is it's so expensive. Oh, if you're going out for drinks in London... Like... It costs a lot. And if you want to look fancy and buy the person their drinks, you've like rinsed through your budget for the week. Don't buy their drinks. They should be buying you them, Michael. Really? Yes. I should be wined and dined. You should be wined and dined. I do often wine and I often <laughs> dine. <laughs> right, back to Jasmine. A few minutes after we'd sat down, one of the waitresses brought over our drinks. She looked really serious and said that I'd left my bag there last night. I hadn't, so I was confused, and I said I didn't. And she said I definitely had, because it had something that she knew was mine in it. Right. Right. In the right. words of Collins. <laughs> right. Stupidly, I asked what it was, and she said, in front of the hottest girl I'd ever seen, that my bag had my chlamydia medication in it, and she could go and get it for me if I wanted. Oh. Wow. Who is this waitress? <laughs> Not your friend, of course. <gasps> I was so horrified I could barely speak. 
and my date just stared at me like some sort of surprised owl. <laughs> As I began to stammer some sort of denial, the manager came over laughing so hard he was crying and the waitress explained they were just pranking me. Oh well, apart from the fact she obviously did have chlamydia medication in her bag, otherwise she wouldn't have been genuinely embarrassed. No, I think I'd be horrified. Are you joking? Even if it wasn't true. Obviously, yeah. STIs are natural. It happens. It's fine. But in front of a first date, you don't want to be talking about having chlamydia by mistake. No. And like, even if it's not true, I would still be absolutely mortified. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, That's, that is actually true. And also, can we talk about surprised owl? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I can picture that exactly it's that face that you're yeah. pulling just there like the eyebrows are disappearing into the into the hairline and the eyes are wide uh, you, you're right because it's such a shocking thing to say that that person couldn't even hide the fact that they were very shocked and surprised what an awful thing to do yeah these are not your friends i hope she left leicester funny <laughs> that's the only thing that's the only way that you can <laughs> jasmine don't go back to nando's um anyway jasmine finishes by saying my diet was my diet <laughs> my diet my diet was very good about it but i was so mortified i could barely look her in the eye and i never saw her again i mean i couldn't after that had happened to you and you were so embarrassed i'd call an end to the evening and that'd be that yeah leicester there might not be such a pool of dates but if i was in london yeah i'd be set on to the next one really yeah yeah it's not as bad as that woman that got stuck between the window and she was throwing a poo out. Oh, God. We've heard quite the story on this podcast, haven't we? Yeah. What was the one about the... Didn't they shut themselves in the middle of a, a, of a supermarket? No, that was me. Oh, that was you. <laughs> sure. Okay. Right. On to the Olympics. Our favourite time oh, of the week. Stunning. Alex Everyone's is like, this time. podcast has recorded been three hours. When will it end? Not yet, because we've got some new Olympics. So the first one was when being knocked over by the ocean's waves. That was last week's one. Easily knocked over by the ocean's waves. Oh, yes. The one before that was running away from bees. And we, a bee. we, cl- we clarified it was running away from one bee. Running away from a bee. So next one, when he's wearing a beanie hat, but it's got that weird saggy bit at the top. Oh, yeah. Isn't that awful? Like the kind of flap. I sorry, to... sorry if you're using the word flap. So <laughs> <later on. laughs> what was it that you said last time? A saggy... Saggy purse. A saggy purse. A saggy purse. <laughs> got a saggy purse on his He's got head. A saggy purse on his head. <laughs> the thing is, I was thinking, but what do you do? You can't pull it down further. It's just going to be your eyes. But you roll up the rim. More and more. You you not, have... Do you never roll your rim, David? <laughs> I'm circumcised. You can't pull it back <laughs> that. You can't. Like... That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> well, I'm picturing the rim bit like like retracting. You can't. Re... No, like, so if you were to. If you were to, can you, Alex, can you hold my mic near my, near my mouth so that I can, so that I can demonstrate? Don't flinch. Okay, so you've got the hat. Yeah. And you're going to take the edges and you're going to tuck them under. And so you kind of end up with a rim around the top of your head. Yeah, what I'm saying is if it's a too much of a saggy purse, you can have too much of a rim around your head. But then you can just head. double your rim, a double rim. Oh, but then you're going to have a too I big a rim. I love a double rim, me. No way. No? No, I want a too single rim. Too big of a rim. Yes. <laughs> I don't want the rim to be all thick and hard. It wouldn't be hard. But it would be if it's doubled up. Okay, Could you gonna... triple it up? I think you can, t- you can, you can make that... your rim as big and hard and long as you want it to be. I do think it's right, though. Buy a beanie. That? Did you say pumped? What are you talking about? I don't want my rims pumping. <laughs> I think people should buy the hats properly, though. Just don't get the saggy purse. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. don't wear a beanie hat. I'm not sure that's a... Yeah, it is a nick, but it's not... It's, I don't, oh, I don't like it. If I look at someone who's, who's, who's got a saggy purse on their head, I'll be like, no, thank you. Some people do. Some people style it out. The whole hat just kind of sits on the top of their head. I hate that. Right. Really? Do you, what I find really weird is those beanie hats that like stop like an inch above the ear. Oh, yes. They're very small ones. It looks yeah. like a skull cap. Like, what are you keeping bigger. warm? <laughs> True. <laughs> right. Next one. People pronouncing Valentines as Valentines. Yes. Like Sticky Bum Boys. Like Sticky, sticky Bum Boys. Bum boys. <laughs> the podcast that you've been doing for the last year, which no one else has. I don't think I've ever heard someone say Valentines. Oh, I have. I don't like it. I don't, it's not a massive ick, but I'm like, okay, sure, fine. Hmm. 
I'm going to have to listen to that. Um, how about dropping a bit of paper outside and then having to chase it because the wind keeps <laughs> blowing it away? <laughs> I like that keeps on. It's not, if you just, if you went for a, what, a single blow away, it's fine yes. if it keeps on doing it. When do you stop? Because I give myself the ick there. <laughs> I'm like, how many blows until I stop? Even worse. <laughs> then you think, okay, it didn't work reaching. I'm going to do a stamp, but then it moves away from your stamp as oh, well. Yeah. Because you've gone to the next level and it's still tricked you. No. Oh my God. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely that, brilliant. That is a very good one. Um, when he t- <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I like this one. Really good. When he taste tests ice cream with those little baby spoons and then doesn't know where to put them afterwards. <laughs> yes. Where do you put it? I don't, yeah, the thing is, the ice cream people are deliberately giving people the ick there because there could be a nice little pot for them to put in. They don't yeah, do they that. They just leave you holding the spoons. <laughs> you end up walking out into the street with little baby spoons. Yeah, it's like a punishment for you asking to taste an ice cream. <laughs> Or asking to taste 12, as I do. Of course. Uh, okay, the last one. Having to respond when you're in the toilet cubicle and someone <laughs> knocks. <laughs> Why would you knock on a cubicle? I, pu- I give it a push. Exactly. If there is resistance, I stop. And that's a good piece of advice for everywhere, really. <laughs> <laughs> give it a push. If there's resistance, stop. Yeah, because if you're giving it a push and there's resistance, you stop. The person inside can just sit there quietly, pretend they're not there, but doesn't have to answer. If you knock, you have to answer. Do you know what's the worst part about that whole scenario is when you've, you've done like a, someone in here, or like a, hello. <laughs> you have to then walk out past the person who knocked. Yes. And then they're kind of like, oh, sorry. And you're like, oh, it's awful. But sometimes when people do the knock, I then even like sit there and go even quieter. Just that I'm just not going to say anything at all. Pretend I'm not here. And you lift your feet off the floor so they look underneath the thing. There's, there's nobody there. Well, then they knock again. It's like, just go away. You can't get in. It doesn't matter if I'm responding. It's locked. Yeah, but the problem is that they might try and come and give you first aid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, straight away, as we know from Michael's Facebook sellings and his things about winking at people or smiling at people when it he's got his headphones If I was to knock on a door, which, which I wouldn't do because of the pushing resistance issue, but if I, if I was to ask and there was no response, I'd be like, they're dying in there. I'm going to have to get someone. I I bet you anything, Michael, for when he's in that situation, has a voice recording on his phone of someone else saying, oh, it's okay, just so that no one ever recognises him, <laughs> and he'll play that on his phone. Oh no, someone's in here, sorry. You better not do my voice. You can record I'm going to record this. that. I'm going to clip that and use it next. <laughs> right. Which one is winning? There's some good oh ones Oh my there. God. So I quite like the paper one, and I quite like the cubicle one. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure the cubicle... I think I've got it, because I don't think the cubicle one's an ick. It's a horrible situation, but I don't think it's really an ick. But it gives me the ick. I give myself oh, the ick. Oh, yeah, true. You're not very good at self-icking. No. I I'm, th- I'm, I'm constantly self-icking. I think the dropping piece of... I'm self-icking I just, right now, I don't know if you can tell. Yes, but I just like making fun of other people. So I like the paper one, because I like laughing at other people. Okay, let's do the paper one. And if it's me, if I drop £10 on the road, I just leave it. <laughs> it's gone. It's someone else's now. That's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back in your ears next week for Cake Week. And apparently the showstopper for Cake Week is animal themed. So I'm hoping for some more of those horrors we saw in 2020. Like, do you remember that David Bowie lookalike and that Louis Theroux? I think about him once a week. <laughs> it was so good. Please keep sending in your questions. We absolutely love them. Is there something you've always wanted to know about Bake Off or baking or anything else for that matter? Let us know. We also love hearing your unpopular food opinions, dating stories, and of course, those icks. Please send them in to stickybumboys at gmail.com or say hello and socials at sticky bun boys we read each and every message but we don't always reply to them well you don't 
more than ever do subscribe tell your friends about the podcast word of mouth truly is the best way of reaching every single soggy bottom out there if you really want to make me happy you could follow us on our socials and share our posts too maybe i'll pick a favorite person who shares and i'll give them a kiss a kiss for the married man what an incentive well you wrote the script <laughs> if you'd like more from us there's loads more bonus tea recipes ad free episodes and q a's from us and other special guests mm, on our only flans just head over to patreon.com forward stroke sticky bomb boys to join in the fun and it is fun not only do you get all that but you help us keep the podcast running which will give you a money can't buy warm fuzzy feeling except money can buy it you lucky things right we're really going to go now we will see you next week and remember to keep them sticky that was meant to be both of us that said both (laughs) ready for the boring bit let's go the Sticky Band Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In one breath. <laughs> We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.